What do the number 12, Ayahuasca, OnlyFans, and Deshaun Watson all have in common? Mm. Allegations. everybody this is oh, the last um entertainment based episode before the super bowl tomorrow we're gonna go hard and heavy on it but this is the too fat to play podcast i am your host austin with me as always is the man that should probably be in prison or at least a very very well padded white room all four fingers himself ryan what's going on guys i'm excited to be here it it was a long week um we had the Pro Bowl this week, which I don't care what Josh Jacobs says. That was fun. Going oh, back, you watched it. Okay. I I, wa- I went back and re I watched the the uh, replay of it. I didn't watch it live. I was working on my truck. Um, yeah, I was watching well, bowling. Uh, more heartbreak there. Uh, but no, the format was fun. The players seemed to enjoy it, except for Josh Jacobs and his. I, I guess he's trying to prove to a team that he can be serious. I don't know. You're the best player on the Raiders for like four years, so I don't know what you need to prove to anybody else. But I mean, my big thing with the Pro Bowl, I haven't cared about the Pro Bowl in ever, and I, I'm damn sure not going to start doing it now. Well, um, and and I, the, I've kind of feel the same way. I'm not going to watch it live. But I went back and I, I threw it on, and at the same time, I kind of turned uh, the Bush Light Clash or the Bush Clash at the LA Coliseum. Dude, I that hate was that so race. Bad. I hate that race. Like, I understand the idea of it. As I watched bowling on FS1, which was followed by yeah, yeah. the race. And you put that many cars on that tiny track. I mean, I, I do kind of feel bad for Bubba Wallace because I feel like he, he at least had Dude. second pretty well wrapped up because yeah. one and two were pretty clearly better cars that day, and then Bubba got bumped. Yes. That was a fucking pack. Yeah. So I felt bad for him on that, but, man, like... You can't pass. They're getting up to, like, um, um, 70. I mean, gas break turn. Gas break turn. Like, it's yeah, weird like, that a Bristol race is a lot more entertaining because I don't know. I I really hope NASCAR can, which looking at numbers, NASCAR is the biggest it's ever been. Um, it doesn't feel that way. I feel like 2003, 2004, nothing was going to catch NASCAR. Hell, the NFL couldn't hold a candle to NASCAR in the mid two thousands. And now I'm, I, I can hardly turn on a race, but I was trying to watch it. But the Pro Bowl format this year, they did their skills competitions and stuff like that. So they had some things go on uh, Thursday. 
which like each event was worth a certain amount of points. Typically the events were three points. Um, and then they had three flag football games, two 10 minute halves in each one. And each quarterback that was voted in, because obviously you can rotate your position players in and out. And it was actually kind of fun to see how each quarterback played with star wide receivers. What was weird was Snoop Huntley looked like the best AFC quarterback at the Pro Bowl. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me because that's not how it was in this season, obviously. But no, I take that back. Derek Carr looked very good. But their skills competitions were... I mean, their skills competitions... The Pro Bowl is more for the, the guys to have fun. It's not serious for them. I don't know. I actually enjoyed it. And bringing the flag football element into it to where, I don't know how many times over the last decade, people have just said, put flags on them. They're not tackling. Yeah. Nobody told Sean Taylor. Um, From what I saw, Tyreek's ready for him to put flags on too. (laughs) My boy got blowed up. Yeah, he did. I think, uh, what was that, Jalen? I think it was Jalen Ramsey that came across the field. on. I think so. Well, that was it. It was flag football, but there was some extreme contact padless to break up the ball. It made it interesting. It was fun. I actually enjoyed it. And and seeing Eli and Peyton as your two AFC and NFC coaches, watching Peyton lose might have been the greatest part. He was more red than than their red jerseys and red hoodies. It was it was actually fun. It was good stuff. I I think my favorite thing from the Pro Bowl week is Derek Carr wearing his NFL hat. Oh, that was great. That was the only thing that could have made that better was if he would have worn the like the Rob Lowe just black hat with the NFL shield on it. That would have been perfect. Um, I don't know because that that could still be considered Raiders with it being black. That's fair. Now, if he would have gone with, like, a yellow or a lime green like the photographers wear on the sidelines, that. <laughs> a media member's hat. <laughs> Glorious. Um, so I I paid no attention to the Pro Bowl. I, I, I And that's not, you know, because it went to flag football. I haven't paid attention to the Pro Bowl in years. The, the starters don't typically play. If you vote for a Pro Bowler, they're probably going to sit out. I've never really cared about it. When when and I mean it. Also well, and I mean, the, fortunately for you, over the last couple of years, your players aren't playing in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, say three out of the last four years, I haven't. My my guys haven't even been there. Um, and you know it, it is what it is, but like I just I do not care about the Pro Bowl. I haven't make it worth something, then maybe I'll watch it. But I I'm not I'm just not a Pro Bowl guy. It's just granted. I mean I I don't watch the NBA All Star Game. The NBA All Star Weekend for me is dunk contest, three point contest, and the weekend's over. I don't I like watch the MLB All Star. I don't game. don't care. You don't care to watch the MLB. Like at least the MLB All Star Game has some postseason implications. Yeah, and, and it's at least somewhat competitive. Like you're you're not slow pitching to Aaron Judge. I mean, there's at least something to it. Greatest giant ever for six minutes. Well, him and Mike Trout are pretty close. But no, I'm 
so like I said, I don't really care. I said the the only important thing for me sports wise on Sunday was I got EJ Tackett, my boy, uh, became quite the uh, he became a member of the the very rare Triple Crown Club for bowling. So I was happy to see that. But I know nobody's here to listen to bowling. Um, I don't really know what they're here for because, well, quite frankly, the two weeks between the championship game and Super Bowl, as we've stated, is a very long time. Although I did discover what the power of not having football in my life will do. Um, Saturday, got up, hung out with the kid for a little bit. Wife got home. Everybody listening to this, they know. They know what the honey-do list is. Changed my garbage disposal out. Got it running good. The man's was working this week. Rearranged my entire living room. TVs mounted on the other wall. Couches removed to the other side of the living room. It's a nice productive weekend. It's amazing what not spending all day watching football on Sunday will do, and I'm not sure I like it. It's weird that you say that. I went from needing to change both header gaskets and not being able to get out of my pickup truck from the inside to having both header gaskets changed and being able to get out of my pickup truck from the inside and diagnosing why it won't stay running longer for than 10 to 15 minutes. It's incredible. I don't like it. No, it's because the guy that built the engine's an idiot and can't figure out how uh, fuel flow works. Volume over pressure until pressure is required. Make sure you have enough fuel feeding your fuel feeder. That makes sense. Don't have three fuel pumps on one vehicle. I can go for about 20 more minutes on the don'ts, but that'd be a whole different podcast. Don't ask Ryan to fix your vehicle. Um. Oh, no, I could fix it just as well as I could break it. As long as it's not mine. Or a Buick Enclave. <laughs> Ryan's having Vietnam flashbacks over here. Oh, God. I had 30 minutes of sleep. In the rain. <laughs> but, so, we'll, we'll get into the news of the... Week so far, Derek Carr has been granted permission to seek a trade. He is taking his first visit to the New Orleans Saints, which me and you spoke about a little bit earlier. We both really kind of like that fit. We both like that fit a lot more if Michael Thomas remains a Saint. Um, Which is the only way, if I'm a Saints fan, that I want Michael Thomas to remain a Saint. Absolutely. Granted, don't get me wrong, I... I think pairing Derek Carr with Chris Olave would also be exciting in its own right. But you you need some more weapons. If if you're bringing Derek Carr in with Alvin Kamara with Chris Olave, you you want you want just a little bit more. Because um, I mean, if you bring Derek Carr into the AFC or into the NFC South, he's the best quarterback in that division right now. I mean, what what's your argument? Jameis Winston, Desmond Ritter, Kyle Trask. Sam Darnold, I mean, maybe Matt Corral. I don't know. I doubt it, but I don't know. So, I I really like the fit with him down there. I don't. I have a hard time believing somebody trades for that contract. If if it is, I think you're trading like 
a sixth, oh, maybe a fifth. Yeah, the compensation's not going to be worth a damn. And honestly, Derek gets to choose where he goes, legitimately, because if 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 you're going to facilitate that trade, which they have to, they're not going to be the Raiders as an organization can't sit there and go, oh no no, we want a first, and you take all their all of his salary. Derek's going to be like, ooh, I ain't working around that contract. No, not if you're sending me there. Figure it out here. Figure it out there. I might work with them. But I do also know that the way they've, the way they typically stage these is he's not taking trips to teams that they don't have some kind of prearranged compensation that they're discussing. So that could be interesting. And I I mean, if you can get Derek Carr for a fourth, fifth, sixth, do it. You you do it. I mean, it, it makes sense to do it. You let Jameis walk. Hell, you let Dalton walk. You draft one. You I take mean, a flyer on a guy in the third round. Yeah, you you go get, you know, a Bo Nix. You go get, you know, one of these guys that's a little lower down on the totem pole, and one of these guys that's not getting hyped up so much. You find that year's C.J. Beathard. Yeah. I mean, you go out and find your Brock Purdy and move forward. Which is weird that that's now what people are trying to do. Who can we draft in the seventh round to be, to be our starting quarterback? No, no, no. That's not how it works. Tom Brady is not is not the blueprint. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't know how many times it's been tried in the past, except for it's been a lot. Brock Purdy is not the blueprint. Okay, let let's stop. Let's stop with those comparisons, because we don't. Let's be honest. I think he is. We don't even know if Brock Purdy's the guy. We don't know how this UCL heals. I mean, it. <laughs> there's there's so many questions, and I think the only person that has the absolute wrong wrong idea of what you do at quarterback in San Francisco is Joe Montana. Joe, bud, hey, listen, man. So, so you did the, you did see the I start Jimmy? I did. Okay. I I did, and you know that gives us a good transition transition to it's not big news i mean i know we're hitting news tonight but um everybody's seen the video of jimmy laughing on the sidelines in the blowout loss to the eagles everybody's seen they might not have bought into it or looked into it like 49ers fans have and i have but every year george kittle does his end of the season uh presser in front of jimmy garoppolo's locker it's kind of his thing even last year, Jimmy Garoppolo's locker had some stuff in it that he needed to get cleared out. This year, empty, barren, cleaned. The only thing left was a nameplate. Same day, uh, Trey Lance's stuff, he still hadn't cleaned out his locker. I think that says a lot. Reports are coming out that Jimmy Garoppolo not only could have suited up in the NFC Championship game, but chose not to. And, uh, I mean, that literally from here leads to just speculation because is it he didn't want to back up Brock Purdy? Did he feel like he needed to be given the starting job back or what? I don't know. But if that's the case, okay, bye. 
You knew they were moving on from you last year. So you fucked up the tr- any trade possibility by electing for surgery late in the offseason. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for a guy who should have plenty of suitors, who is a good quarterback. If you're looking for a bridge guy or an average guy to get everything right, you take him. Yeah, I mean, if you're a team like Washington or a team like, hell, either one of the New York teams, if you're a team Arizona, because Kyler's, the, the reports are that Kyler's going to take his time coming back from this ACL. If you're if you're them, do you really want to go half, three-fourths a season starting Colt McCoy? No. You're, you'd rather have Jimmy. I mean, hell, the Rams might be a team that'd be interested. There Especially with Matt Stafford. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He should have so many suitors. To me, it's just not a good look with these reports coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I, the Niners did them dirty last year. Yeah, I, I can't talk around that. I can't. Hell, I. The only thing I could do is defend Jimmy and how professional he acted. But coming into this season, knowing you're the backup, you get hurt. Let's be honest. The guy behind you come out and outplays you. He had similar numbers. He has more touchdowns than you did in six games than you did in your six. He has half as many interceptions. He outplayed you. More yards per game, more points per game. He outplayed you. And the eye test was significantly improved. So how can you be pissed off when leadership goes, look, that kid's on a hot streak. You're a backup. He's a backup. Our starter is done for the season because that's that's he. Jimmy didn't come in as the starter. He came in as the backup. Mm-hmm. When the backup loses his job to an injury, he doesn't get the starting job back. Hell, half the time the starter doesn't get the job back if he gets outplayed. So to me, I look at it and I see, well, why aren't you giving me the starting job back? I got you this far. Actually, thirteen got us this far. You went down, 13 picked us up, and carried. For a while, it didn't look like that. The Eagles game, the more I look back and watch the highlights, I can only do it in bits at a time. And then you go back and watch a couple games before that. 13 started out rough. He gained his composure. Yeah, and I mean, his first <sighs> his first game, two games, he looked like a rookie, which is fine. He, I mean, he wasn't turning the ball over. Yeah, he, he was a rookie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's the last pick in the draft. So, to come out, to do what... Brock Purdy deserves, deserves the Offensive Player of the Year rookie considerations. Does he deserve to get it? Absolutely not. There uh, are guys, I agree. There are guys that are in... That, that had a much bigger body of work to put in. Yes. Primarily Garrett Wilson. Yes. It, he gets a couple of votes. Fine. Cool. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I, actually leaning towards the Kenneth Walker. I, I did I did like Kenneth Kenneth Walker. Um, I mean, quite frankly, for my buck, it's still the guy it was at the beginning of the season. 
The poor Jets get running backs, man. Just could not stay You had two Jets running backs this year. Two rookie running backs. That both were talked about as, well, that could be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Neither one of them are eligible because they're both hurt. Garrett Wilson's still there. And Garrett Wilson had to deal with Zach Wilson for several weeks. Yeah. No, I, no arguments. Which is why if I'm Derek Carr, New I'm York, doing everything New York. I can to wear green. I think he'd look good in green eyeliner. We've got to stop making that joke. I know we do because both of us are actually really huge Derek Carr fans for for what it's worth. But uh, but when you, when you as an outside team, you kind of look at this situation that, and I'll give Jimmy this: he's been nothing but cordial and professional. But if any inkling of these rumors are true, and that's all they are right now is rumors, reports, and rumors, that's a bad look. Because you're, you've proven to be able to get a team that is stacked to the Super Bowl. When they need that extra half out of you, you come up short. Yeah, I mean he's he is the textbook definition of a middle of the road quarterback. Yeah, and if you're bad, you're going to have a bad quarterback. If you're good. You're going to have a good quarterback. And that is solely looking at... You can only look at him through the premise of the team around him. Because Jimmy G doesn't make you better. He doesn't make you worse. He makes you exactly what you can be. Yeah. Whatever your ceiling is, minus quarterback, he will achieve that. Yeah. I mean... You're also going to figure out what your floor is with that same team. mm -hmm. (laughs) Losing to the Bears. He is... Or not the Bears, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey lost to the Bears. Again, not the game you would want, I would have ever wanted him to play in in his first NFL game. That oh, yeah, was, no, that was kind of rough. The, 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 the rain, the mud, like, what a shit show to have to start out with a guy that's like, hey, he can move really well. But we're trying to make him a thrower. Well, and that's just and it. he struggles with accuracy. And oh, yeah, yeah, torrential downpour. That's going to help a lot. And Eddie Jackson, like his yeah. two bad picks, were bad picks to Eddie Jackson. Yeah. Other than that, like Trey looked fine. I didn't see anything concerning with Trey's play. Did I see enough of it? No. The the one thing that I saw that I didn't like about Trey, and we've addressed this before, the unwillingness. To play call the offense with Trey and an off at quarterback. Just, just call the same damn plays that you're calling for Jimmy and Brock. Brock's playbook was significantly stronger than Trey's. Yes, significant. the The playbook itself, the the plays that were called, Kyle Shanahan doing his job did a better job with Brock in than he did with Trey in. I'm sorry. You have to give Trey the chance to throw the ball. You have to prove what he's. You have to let him prove it. If you, you at this guy is going into his third NFL season. You do not know if you have Josh Allen or Jamarcus Russell. Time to find out. Because you know what's on the bench. You know what's in what you got in thirteen. Yeah. And let's be honest. Brock Purdy coming into the season, he with what he's done should be considered the starter. But if in training camp you say, hey, we're we're having a quarterback competition, and you come out and you say, 
Trey gets the nod. Obviously, practices are different in games. So who knows? In practice, he could be lighting it up. And then on game day, we don't know. We haven't seen it. We don't know. All I've heard from practice, though, the last two years was he's been lighting it up. But again, you don't where, know. You got to find out. Whenever you get to the game, it's handoff, RPO right, RPO left. I mean, that that's all it is. And like I said, if if Shanahan believes he, that quarterback is the quarterback that he traded up to get, you have to let him throw the ball. But speaking of quarterbacks and bad looks, um, let's get to Aaron Rodgers and his. Oh, I didn't know which quarterback you wanted to pick up on that. Um, oh, boy, Aaron Rodgers. So, Aaron, oh, here we are, almost the Super Bowl. Still hasn't let anybody know whether or not he's playing next season. He and is. now. You, you want to know why he is? Go ahead and finish your thought, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So now he's he, he told the Pat McAfee show that he is going on a four-day or four-night or however long pitch-black isolation. He's going into a room that has no lights, no, no human contact for four days. Hey, Austin, he needs to, what does that simulate? Uh, it stimulates DMT. Oh, it's, it simulates the effects of DMT. What else on on planet Earth simulates? You know, there's this there's this weird like tea substance, right? You can only um, get in like South America or South Africa yeah, or some yeah, shit like that. It's got some it's got some uh, funny name. Um, I uh I uh ayahuasca or yeah yeah, and it's weird because the only reason I know that that shit exists. Is because of the same guy. On the same show. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. So, Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and here's why I know this. This is why I was skeptical when we watched his final game that he wanted. I, I said it then. I said it on our podcast. Because you looked at me, and he's, you, you said, I think he's done. I don't know. He wants the cameras. He wants the attention. He's going to drag this out as long as possible. Because he's Aaron fucking Rodgers, and we all have to pay attention to him. I dislike that we're talking about it. But here's why he's coming back. Because the last time he did fucking illegal drugs in America, or simulation drugs, he won MVP. And as he stated on the Pat McAfee show, yes, there was a little bit more to the comment. But he stated, basically pounding his fist on the table, I can come back and win an MVP. And then he followed it up with, obviously, I wouldn't come back if there's not a chance I could win at all. Why wouldn't that be the first thing you fucking brought up, you arrogant prick? So, I've come around on the fact that he's not retiring, but I think it's for a different reason. Because he's going to end up in L.A. or Las Vegas with Devontae Doesn't or Miami? Doesn't matter where he goes. Oh, is it because that Brady won a championship with two teams and he has to try and do that because he he couldn't even win two in the, the with the same team I, I mean yes and no to that statement if Aaron Rodgers retires right now when the Hall of Fame votes come up in 2028 who's the quarterback that you're putting in the Hall of Fame <laughs> oh, this royal sack of shit 
He's not going to retire this year. Just because he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because he will be un- because he will be overshadowed in every measurement by a guy going in that would be in the same class. One of them's doing DMT, the other one's got a fucking OnlyFans. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, no, like that I that's that that was the turning point for me. Is if I didn't Brady's even think if about Brady that. is retired this year, Rodgers will not retire this year. Because Rodgers will not go in in the same Hall of Fame class. He because his ego, he has to be the premier player in the Hall of Fame class. I hope and he waits. I hope regardless he has to wait. I I recognize he's getting in. He might be the greatest talent up until 15 that we've ever seen at the quarterback position. I hope to crush his fucking ego that he has to wait. I I look so forward to the day that we don't have to sit here and talk Aaron Rodgers because... Here's the issue. He's going to make it so that we have to. Whether it's broadcasting... Or if he tries to go into coaching, he's going to do something so arrogantly stupid. See, I, I, th- I have no faith. I have no faith in him see, to be able to sit down and shut the fuck up. See, but I don't. I don't see him taking either one of those options. Oh my god, he's going to get arrested for selling drugs. No, he's going to try and outdo Pat McAfee's podcast. Which is a cover for selling drugs. It's a drug... Oh my god! He's selling fentanyl. I'm calling it right now! This motherfucker is stealing from the poor people living in LA to fuel his drug drug business. He must follow in the st- footsteps of great Packers quarterbacks. <laughs> I heard there's I heard there's plenty of... Uh fairly well-off poor people in Mississippi that still haven't gotten fucked over by a former quarterback. It's fine. Uh, but no. Did you it, just say well-off poor people? <laughs> what? I love it. Uh, but yeah, no. Like like I said, I've come around on, on Rodgers not retiring this year. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the team he could play for, a championship that he won't win, an MVP that he might win. Like, n- none of that. N- none of it whatsoever. Because don't be wrong. I believe you put Aaron Rodgers on the Jets with the roster they have in place. Yeah, no, he can absolutely win MVP. Yeah, oh, that roster's good. That I don't care what... Rob Sala missed on a quarterback. Name me a head coach that hasn't missed. And that's the list. Um, <laughs> like, th- this whole... And I want to hit on that real quick. The whole Rob Sala needs to be fired. Do I like the Nathaniel Hackett hiring? No. But why would you fire Rob Sala? I mean, the GM also picked the quarterback. And no, I don't think you're. I don't think you're firing Rob Sala. That Rob Sala is doing an excellent job in New York. I mean, if if that team. He had just as many quarterback issues, not injuries, just issues as the 49ers did, and just about made the playoffs. I know he didn't you, make the playoffs. You benched your second round, not not because you 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 benched your second pick, your second number two overall quarterback was benched because he had absolutely no idea what the hell he was doing. 
and then your veteran Super Bowl winning backup also didn't know what the hell he was doing. So you went to your third string. Mike White. Mike White. Mike White. Who is Jimmy Garoppolo light? <laughs> yeah, no, he, he wakes up in the morning and takes his Brock Purdy pajamas off. like. <laughs> but, but there's nothing wrong with being Mike White. No, I mean, he's a good backup. Like, the, you need him for five or six games? The guy's got that dog. You need him for seven or eight? <laughs> I hope you like one losing skid, maybe two. But no, I mean, Mike White's a good backup quarterback. I'd love to have him as a backup. That, I, I would, ask Chase Daniel if he, lo- if he hates being a backup quarterback in the NFL. Chase Daniel was a backup quarterback and a host of, fun- of Monday Night Recap. The greatest job in sports. (laughs) I'm afraid. The second greatest job in sports. Bullpen catcher has to be up there. Oh, yeah. Like, sign me up either way. I'm good. Unless it's for the 49ers, in which case, hey, I don't want that job. No, no, I get it. I get it. Oh, boy, do I get it. Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Scout team? Would you, no, don't take scout team because that's how you end up the third string starting in the NFC Championship. If, if there's anybody in this world that wants to be the scout team quarterback for the F- San Francisco 49ers is not paid attention to what the San Francisco 49ers present on defense. Under no circumstance am I going, you know what I want to do every day for the next 30 weeks? I want to stand here with backups all around me, right? And I want to go, all right, Fred Warner's right there. Dre Greenlaw's right there. Nick Bosa's over here. And set, my spine's broke. No, absolutely not. Uh Uh-uh. Negatory. That's a big 10 no, Ghost Rider. Hell nah. No, I... I'm not playing quarter. I, I wouldn't be the quarterback's water boy in San Francisco. Yeah, because that means you're next in line. As, I mean, that boy is on the same trajectory as every post office worker in America. There's a chance you could be president. <laughs> I love that analogy. I love that so much. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> so, yeah. No thanks to that job. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, there was another quarterback we were going to talk about. Uh, I, I kind of want to hit on two. Okay, go I, ahead. I already made mention of it. We're we're a football podcast. We we have to talk about sometimes uncomfortable things, um, especially when it comes in the form of the greatest of all time announcing his retirement. And trying to post thirst traps to his Instagram. I am so proud of. Did you see Julian Edelman's TikTok? Yes. Where he started critiquing Tom Brady's thirst trap. Hey, Tom, (laughs) listen to me, buddy. Man to man. Granted, fat, out of shape. Not exactly a uh, sexual icon here. You are 45 years old. You are lanky as shit. Oh my god. Dude, 
just pull out a stack of hundreds, you're good. Put a Super Bowl ring on, you've got plenty to choose from. You got one for each day of the week. Pick one and be like, ah, I'm feeling the Falcons 28-3 to game today. Let's let's go rock that out. You go to the, the ATL, you smash some, you go home. Guess what, buddy? No pictures had to go on Instagram to do that. You know why? Because you walked in and you went, hey, uh, TB12 here, I want that table and all of you. You don't have to post thirst traps on Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans. Please stop. <laughs> Listen, Fox is going, oh shit. We're going to have a naked broadcaster. And it's going to all over again. It's going to get millions and millions of views. How do we feel about this, guys? Because uh, I'm pretty sure we might be able to get Joe Buck in on this one. He he'll be pretty excited about it. As long as Madison Bumgarner gets to drive as far away as he possibly could. Oh, could you imagine Joe Buck walking into a room and he sees Tom Brady and Madison Bumgarner? I'm pretty sure Joe Buck would die. They would both just beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second quarterback, or I guess third, not the second. Uh, a certain quarterback must have got the 20, uh, 2023 script this weekend because he posted a TikTok video that you actually sent to me. Um. Claiming that 2023, what, what what was it quoted? Did he quote, uh, about to be a movie? Yeah, that's, that's what he said. Do we want to give our favorite movie? So Austin and I, Austin said it to me. I hadn't yet seen it. So I had a goal for Saturday. Mind you, it was a lofty goal. Did you achieve it? Um, to my knowledge, no. No, unfortunately, it appears that I did not achieve that goal. Although, you know, I'm not sure he can read, so there's that. Um, Deshaun Watson posted that a, a, a TikTok of him taking a drink of, I'm assuming, uh, body lotion. And it's water with stripper glitter. Okay. That's what I said. Um, and it said 2023 about to be a movie. So, I, uh, I made a comment because it was the first thing that came to mind. Um, in the aura of the mysterious case of Benjamin Button, we have the multiple cases of Deshaun Watson, primetime predator. Uh, I then come up with uh, O.J. Simpson presents the happy ending that got away. A Deshaun Watson story. From the creators that brought you Big Ben and the writers that brought you Kellen Winslow, Deshaun Watson, I paid for a yes. I kind of got the same one here. Uh, No Means Yes, directed by Brett Favre. I decided to drop into the... uh, Musical category, and you know, Drake might be 25 sitting on 25 mil, but um, 
Deshaun could be 27 sitting on 27 charges. I, I do have a few more. I think I don't know how many more you have. Um, oh, that was that, that was all I had. That was all you had because I have three more. Um, 27 tickets to the island. A story about exploration. How to buy temporary silence. A new Disney short. <laughs> and my personal favorite, this one's going to be uh, more along the lines of your uh, docu-series from Netflix. Um, an AFC North tradition. Big Ben details how he passed the torch to Deshaun in this new groundbreaking documentary. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't think either one of us achieved the goal, which was to get blocked by Deshaun Watson on TikTok. It was fucking. Oh, hilarious. we had a good time. That with was for like so a fun. solid twenty thirty minutes. Oh, it was good time. Man, the the issue was we could have gone further. Also, didn't need to have anybody knocking on the door because of um i i can't say harmless jokes i hope there was a little bit of harm you harmed 27 women sorry 24 three of them were dropped allegedly allegedly i think we found her uh, episode title allegedly <laughs> but no i yeah no it was it was a good time. I enjoyed well, it. What did he expect? Because I haven't got on to see if there were any other... Oh, no. It was definitely Browns fans absolutely choking on him. I mean, which is the same thing that conveniently the 24 masseuses did. But, um, I, I mean, he I, he got the reaction out of Browns fans that he was looking for. And they're like, ah, he already got the script. And I was like, oh, you mean the sentence? Um, But, you know, it's... It it is what it is. I mean, I don't think there's any secret on this show that there's no no Damn it. It's a hard knock life. That one's so easy. It's a that's a hard no for me. No it isn't. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh. Ryan just got across the line. <laughs> he, he got his toes in the sand on the other side. And he goes, mm, no, no, I think not. Oh, um, there was another Brett Favre. Yeah, that one could have. We're he, taking all the shots at quarterbacks today. What's he going to do? Take our welfare money too? Look, motherfucker, I ain't that rich. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm too rich to be on welfare, but I'm not rich enough not to be more poor than old. <laughs> oh, good times, bad times, times. Um, Mental health is a problem in America. Uh, if you needed any further evidence, continue listening to our show today. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so other news um, <laughs> posts that I keep seeing getting linked to a certain team which i don't think if you're linking this player to this team um you've really paid attention to what's going on looks like there's a really good chance keenan allen's going to be a post june one cut for the chargers i have seen that it also looks like gerald everett's going to be a post june one cut 
just due to uh, salary cap savings. The charges are $24 million over the cap, which I didn't realize that their cap situation was that bad. Um, it does make it a little bit more – because I didn't either. So, by the looks of it, because if they cut both Everett and Allen post-June 1 designation, that's a little over $21 million in cap space saved. Um, but, to everybody out there, if, if you're listening to this... Are you are you targeting this at Adam Rank right now? If you're listening to this, and if you happen to cheer for a team that wears red and red and gold on Sundays, I want I want this to be blatantly clear. Keenan Allen will not ever be a chief. Okay, if you didn't, it, hold on, let me let me. Will not ever be a chief. Unless he gets voted by some weird tribe that him and Aaron Rodgers go off to join. There, There is a disdain between that player and some of the guys on the Chiefs roster. It's not happening. It's, it's not. A, I don't want him. He's a good route runner. Cool. The last thing the Chiefs need is an old vet that can't run. Ryan's making faces. Nothing important. Cool. Now, don't be wrong. If you're like, hey, Gerald Everett, how about a tight end two spot? Yeah, I'm going to listen. But also, I have you know four tight ends that just about anybody would want. And I still have 88, and I would rather keep 88 because that guy's a dog. But... No, if, if Gerald ever want to listen to a tight end two conversation, I I think the Niners absolutely need to have try and have that conversation. The Niners, well, and tight end two, I'll bring up another name, Mike Gesicki. Miami is not looking to bring him back. I find that to be ridiculous. The guy wasn't targeted. I, what more do you want out of his production? What you got to put the ball in his hands first. So if I'm Mike Gusecki, I look around the league, and I I legitimately think if if he is going to be a free agent, walking in walking on his own, he gets to pick his next home. Man, I think you take a good hard look at Chicago. Him and Cole Komet. Him and Cole Komet would be fun to watch. I think you could take a hard look at Jacksonville, pairing him. With Eric Ebron, if they bring Ebron back. Yes. If they don't, you are absolutely looking at Jacksonville. They targeted the tight ends a lot. Doug Peterson. I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know another tight end that he kind of helped get started on a small little streak that you know may or may not be putting him in the category of the greatest tight ends of all time. He had a little bit to do with Travis. You know, just a run-of-the-mill guy. Travis. Zach. Who, unfortunately, couldn't stay healthy in Arizona. Uh, 
No, I think oh, if... Oh, God, if, and there's another one. Um, his brother played on the 49ers as a backup tight end. Uh, oh, my God. Keep going. I'll have to look it up because now I okay. can't. Um, but no, Selleck. Okay, yeah. Garrett Selleck. Yeah. Or Brent Selleck. One of, one of the one, two. Yeah, one of the two brothers. Uh, I think it was... I think it was Garrett in Philadelphia and... I think so. Brent was in San Francisco. But no, I I think if you're if, if there's a tight end opening and you're looking you're going Jacksonville, I'm going there cuz even if I go there for a year, I'm going to make a lot of money somewhere else. Which might be their problem with Eric Ebron because he might have made a lot of money somewhere else. Um but that one's an interesting one and of course I still think one of the more interesting mo- things that could happen this offseason is what happens with Josh Jacobs um being that he is a free agent as of now isn't he an exclusive rights free agent I don't know how that works because they didn't pick up his fifth year option Ooh. so technically his his contract ends at the league year he is he is not a raider whenever the league year ends So I don't know how that works. I mean, I would believe that leaves him as an unrestricted free agent. Obviously, I think Jacobs wants to be a Raider. Because, I mean, quite frankly, as a, somebody that roots against them, why the fuck wouldn't you want to be a Raider? You're in Vegas. You have a team history that is hard to rival. You have fans that are phenomenal granted you don't have quite the fan culture that you had in oakland but then again you know people didn't want to travel to oakland so you know home field advantage was pretty easy you know if if you're in vegas i mean why why would you want to leave vegas unless of course you're getting shoved out the door but it's it's an interesting he's going to be an interesting one I mean, there's there's a lot there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. The wide receiver, the current NFL wide receiver movement this season could be could be wild because I mean, T. Higgins wants a deal. T. wants a deal. Brandon Ayuk wants a deal. Um, who else? Uh, um, geez, I there's another big name out there that I can't think of. No, there's a ton of wide receivers that could just hit the market. Kind of like last year, mm-hmm. where you had Scary Terry, Debo, Tyreek, uh, AJ. You had all these guys looking for deals. Yeah, this, this, granted, I mean, I did see a, a post earlier that was like, you know, people lining up for T. Higgins saying, I want him, I want him, I want him as that number one. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of guys that were really good at number two. Juju Smith-Schuster was one of the best number two wide receivers in the league. Not the greatest number one. you know, And that's going to happen. Granted, I believe T is is of the upper echelon of wide receivers as a whole. I feel like he's a very, very high-end two. When I look at that roster, each one of those wide receivers... I, mean, I, I, think, he, I think he's at best probably a middling one. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a top five receiver, but I also don't think there's 15 receivers in the NFL better than him, maybe. Okay. 
I, I, I feel like you can make the I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you can make a list and find me fifteen guys that are better. Right. You can do that for almost anything. But I I don't feel like he's gonna be that I mean, I don't feel like he's going to have the drastic impact at number one that some people are gonna project him out as. I feel right. like he's he's a good number one receiver. He's just not He's not going to be Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's not Jamar Chase. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not Stephon Diggs. He's not, uh, you know, one of those guys. Not Devontae. Yeah, I, th- I think because he's probably the second best number two re- wide receiver in the league. I mean, I, I think the only number two that okay maybe number three. I think I'll I think I'll put him at three because I had I had number one wrong. I think the best number two wide receiver in the league is Jalen Waddle. Oh, yes. Brandon Ayuk and then T. Higgins. All right. You're throwing Ayuk out there as a two and keeping Debo as the one? I feel like you could honestly swap the two and they'd be higher in the ranking. So do I. But I'm going off of how the play sheet, how the play sheet, how, how they're determined by the play sheet. Okay. Because in the end, that is what's going to determine where you're placed at. We've discussed this. Brandon is the better receiver in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Debo is the more dangerous weapon. I mean, hell. I Age my Chiefs fandom here. Jeremy Macklin and Tyreek Hill. Jeremy Macklin was the better receiver. Yes. Oh, my God. Tyreek Hill was the better weapon. Jeremy Macklin was so good in that stint with Kansas City. And his stint with the Eagles. People forget about his stint with the Eagles. Yeah. So, <laughs> actually, I don't even know who... Didn't he play for the Ravens mm-hmm. for a year and then just fall off the map? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. God, I wonder where he's at. I no, he that. was so fun to watch. But, again, you had... Your your best receiver was not your number one guy. Because you were going to force feed that ball to Tyreek Hill. It's the most dangerous weapon in football. So, like I said, with, with the way the play sheet determines him, if you give me, you know, the number two guys as determined by, okay, I'm going to. I, oh, I think no doubt Jalen Waddle say Jaylen which w- is crazy because on any other roster, no, I mean he he is Jalen Waddle is a number one wide yes. receiver, and. Brandon, I also I, I, I there is another name on that list that I need I need to see him in the NFL. But if he is the number two behind him, behind Amon Ra, which I love Amon Ra St. Brown. But if Jameson Williams is what we think Jameson Williams is, or at least what I personally think Jameson Williams is, I think Jameson Williams is going to go, hey, bud, thanks for holding it down for me. You know, I, I really hope you like those number two reps. And that's also going to be a guy that I'm putting in that top five of that number two category. Because I, again... You you don't. There's not 32, start, 32 starting receivers that are better than these guys. Every no. one of these guys that I've listed off, I love what Christian Kirk did this year. Is better than Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk did what he did because of his very quick rapport with the quarterback. Yeah. Then uh, he came in and said, "I'm working with you. There ain't nobody else out here." Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Chiefs, the number one wide receiver, bottom ten in the league. The Texans, 
Brandon Cooks, number one wide receiver. He's all right. I'm taking each one of those guys above him. Yes. I'm taking each one of those guys above Juju. They're they're all better receivers. Hell, the New York Giants, New England Patriots. The one I I've been saying this since 2018 when they drafted him. Kendrick Bourne does not get enough love in New England. Doesn't get enough use in New England. He he's not a fast guy. He's not going to burn you on a route. His I don't know. The guy goes up and he catches footballs and he makes plays. I That's mean, all he's done yeah. since he entered the league undrafted with San Francisco. He just made plays and he got paid in New England. Good. I I still love that he got paid. It sucks because when he comes around for his next contract, he's not getting any money because they haven't done anything with any of the contracts they handed out. Oh, my God. Same. I mean, Jacoby Myers is probably the best person on that team. Well, but You, I, you I, think about what they, what they handed on that offense. You handed out a contract to Hunter Henry, who has fallen off the face of the earth. That dude was a top five tight end, arguably... Year in, year in and year out. Oh, if uh, he could have just, if he would, Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith was another guy, top five tight end argument. Went to, went to New England. They've done nothing with him. <laughs> Granted, I don't know how much you can do with McCorkle at quarterback, but obviously the answer is not a whole lot. I think if if you're one of those guys, you're like, hey, y'all want to not have me here either. They're either there for the money and to play for Bill Belichick. Or they're going to figure out if I want to make my career longer so I'm not out of the NFL. They're so talented. I, I can't look at the Patriots and be like, man, that's a bad team. They've got a running back, Ramador Stevenson. They've got wide receivers. They've got a couple of running backs. Yeah. They've got a couple of tight ends. Their offensive line hasn't been terrible. Their defense is Belichick defense. It's still top 10 in the league. You have a shit quarterback. I don't know why it's so hard to just wrap your head around that Mac Jones being... McCorkle. <laughs> you hit his floor and ceiling being the same thing isn't a good thing. That's a team that needs to get out of the stone age of... of Tom... They're still playing like if we just have Tom Brady... You don't have Tom Brady. You don't have. You don't have him. You went for Jimmy Garoppolo with a couple of DUIs. Not nearly as handsome. No. And a lot dumber. Okay, so let's just say, you drafted A.J. McCarron without the wife. Because A.J. McCarron with Catherine Webb probably wins you some things. But hey, that's not the point. No, Mac Jones is not he's not that guy. He's, Give it go back to the eye test. Go back to Bailey Zappi. How much more dynamic does a team that that was literally watching the Niners with Jimmy to Niners with Brock. The pa- Patriots uh with McCorkle pay, Oh, his completion percentage is a little lower. Okay. It's cuz the ball's leaving his hand. You know, no, I. When you go from a a seventy percent completion percentage, averaging three yards per pass, to a sixty six percent completion percentage, averaging fifteen to twenty, with a couple of wins, higher score, 
one more interception, same amount of touchdowns. Yeah, no, I, taking that every day of the week. Absolutely, and I, I don't. It's not that hard. I I don't feel like it is. And Bailey Zappi gives you a guy to root for. But I don't know anybody that watched McCorkle come out of college and be like, man, I want to. He's kind of been a gigantic piece of shit, whiny, whiny baby the entire time he's been in the league. The entire time he was at Bama. That's not good for your friend. You know what Tom Brady never was? He was whiny to the refs, but he got up there. He said the right things at the press conferences. He didn't throw fits at the press conferences until he got older and he was already established as Tom Brady. He knew his place. Once he got established, yeah, people started to hate him because he would start to speak his mind. Well, once you've got four Super Bowls, you can kind of say what you want to say. Yeah. Now that you've got seven. Well, who's going to tell you to sit down? Yeah, you know? it, Mac Jones came in thinking that he could just go ahead and do that. Show me why. I I don't get it. To me, it's not hard. At least with the Patriot situation. You're either take to me, you're continuing to punt with Mac or McCorkle, or you try and take a step forward with Bailey. And I get it. I get Bailey's floor is a little lower than Mac's and his ceilings just a hair higher. That's fine. If if <laughs> If his floor is just a little worse than what you've got, but his ceiling wins you three or four more games a season, he's not losing the games that McCorkle would have won. He's winning those. Mm -hmm. He's losing the same games a little bit worse. He's winning the games and winning a couple more a little bit flashier. You start Bailey Zappi. You move forward. If he's not the guy, oh well. You drafted him in what the fourth round, something like that. I mean, hell, if I'm the pa- if I'm the Patriots, I'm swinging again. Exactly, take another swing. T- you know, Matt. You know, McCorkle's not the guy. You know that. You know, Bailey's probably not going to be the guy. Look into the second round. There's going to be a ton of quarterbacks with a lot of potential. Draft Sorry. Um, I, I I literally watched that realization come just, and you know what? I don't want any more Patriots. Dyna- that might be the best thing for him. I don't think Bo Nix is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I, I think I I I legitimately think he's a little more dynamic. Mac Jones. That that's it. No, not that that's. Not enough more dynamic to be a good pick, okay? He He's Bailey Zappi 2.0. He, he's a little better. Where are you, where are you thinking Bo drops to? Are you think, thinking second round? The Patriots are going to draft Stetson Bennett. I hope you're right. Oh, God, I hope you're right. Oh, my God, it's old Mac Jones. I actually think they're the same age. Um... Okay, now we have to find no, out. No, no, you, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Could you imagine? They are the same age, aren't they? No, Stetson's older. <laughs> Let's go. 
Mac Jones is 24. Oh. Oh. Uh, listen here, kid. When I was your age, I hadn't even started college yet. Oh. Oh, this is glorious. Stetson Bennett won a national championship in his first year starting at the University of Georgia. At the same age, Mac Jones just completed his second NFL season. I hate that guy so much. I hope you're right. I hope they take. I hope oh they my take god, him. that would. You be... know what's even better? I hope they trade up into the first round, like twenty nine, thirty, and take Stetson Bennett. But it's hard to sit here and sound. Like, I hope teams don't make these kinds of mistakes. Here's the thing. I don't want... I want every team to be good. If there were 32 good teams in the NFL, the NFL would be so much more fun to watch. But if you're going to make a stupid mistake or a stupid decision, make it make it so big and so memorable that it's entertaining. So, just... Scrolling through the Twitter feed here. NFL on ESPN and NFL Nation on ESPN Plus have done a redraft of the 2022 rookie class. I feel like most of these you're going to pretty well agree with, but there's one I'm interested to see what your reaction is. Number one overall, Sauce Gardner. Okay, I love, I love it. Number two. Aiden Hutchison. Okay. Number three, Tariq Woolen. No, I, I I stand behind that. Number five, Kayvon Thibodeau. Number four. Number four. Who was picking it for? The Jets, who originally drafted Sauce Gardner. So, obviously. Sauce is gone. Sauce is gone. Brace Hall... I mean, any one of their other picks throughout that draft would have been It's not fun. one of their guys. Not in the same conference. Number four. Overall, in the NFL Nation redraft. You better not say something stupid. Oh, it's going to be pretty stupid. From the University of Iowa State. No fucking way. Quarterback. No. Brock Purdy. No. No. Okay. I get what they're doing. I, I get I get what they're doing. I see what they're saying. That's the dumbest fucking take. I, we've had some overreactions on this show. That, no, if, if you would have said, hey, they took him in the fourth all day. Uh, I'd be, hi- be behind that all day long. So, sometimes you reach for a guy, and sometimes you let him fall. Mm-hmm. The Niners originally didn't even want to take Brock Purdy. He was supposed to go undrafted. Right? Like, this this thing, and I, I this makes me sound like I don't believe in Brock. That is not the case. I, I watched the last eight weeks of the season. I see my future. Um... He's not a first-round quarterback. No. 
Like, and it's okay. That's fine. Like, Dak Prescott is a fourth-round quarterback. And everybody, Jalen Hurts is a second. It's okay. You tell me. If you would have said they still took Garrett Wilson, but they took him at four. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They moved up. They traded up at the end of the third round and took Brock Purdy. After seeing what we see now, yeah. You know what Brock Purdy is? Jimmy Garoppolo plus. Like, this, no, if you would have said they took Kenny Pickett, who didn't have a bad season. No. He had some struggles early on, but what was he working with? I just found a Photoshop of Derek Carr in a Saints jersey. Is it pretty sick? Admittedly, I think I think the Saints are about the only right team for him to go on because you still get the black base. Because it, it it's Derek Carr needs to be in a black uniform. But those black Jets unis, man. Yeah. But Oh, oh that's fire. That's Taysom Hill's body. Um <laughs> You know it might be. <laughs> you know it just might be. Look how long the arms are. And not as muscular. Cars got cars arms kind of look like Saquon's quads. You've seen that at the Pro Bowl. I know you you didn't watch it, but when he was out there wearing a T-shirt, they were loose fitting T-shirts, and some of these guys almost had to cut their sleeves, like relief notches in their sleeves. He that's Taysom Hill. <laughs> Glorious. That's that's the picture of Taysom Hill with his hands on his hips, looking up and to the left, with his mouth open. You know exactly, mm-hmm. d- like looking at the clock, wondering how he threw that interception. That's what picture that is. Aaron Rodgers is now going back and forth with Mitch Schwartz. Oh God. Mitch Schwartz tweets out. Weird the Packers aren't consulting more with a guy who needs to go on a four-day darkness retreat to figure out whether he wants to play football. And Rogers comments back, Be curious, not judgmental. We're all on our own path, and doing things like this helps me find a greater sense of peace and love for life. Love and respect to you. God, I hate that guy. Just You posed if he's not if he's the biggest douchebag or the coolest guy in the NFL. He's the biggest douchebag in the NFL. I, I know he is just don't know if those are necessarily separate because, God damn it, some of the shit he does is absolutely hilarious. Look at both of our team's tight ends and tell me he's cooler than they are. Oh, okay, okay. I think, I, think we're, I think we're looking at this the wrong way. Because if the question is, who do I want to have a beer with? First off, you know good damn and well that either with Travis or his brother or George... You're not just having a beer. You're waking up more than likely in a jail cell that they put you in that they're bailing you out of. I hope they're bailing me out of it. But, but yeah, absolutely. Um, no, no. I if, Again, if the question is who do you want to have a beer with in the NFL, yeah. Give me every single tight end. Tight end you. Yeah. Oh, God. Why do tight ends have to be the coolest positions Give me all the tight ends and all the fullbacks. 
I know there's like four fullbacks, but give me all the fullbacks because they're tight ends too. They're just slower fullbacks <laughs> or tight ends. That's slower and shorter. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the tight ends that didn't grow grow up tall enough to be tight ends. But, oh my god, that's interesting. Okay, um. fans being delusional what that's impossible yeah have they wished death upon anybody in the Chiefs uh, no I, have, I haven't heard any injury talk granted i okay no i want to talk about this too not not anything like negative travis and jason okay obviously the i don't i don't i don't think there's a pair of brothers in the hall of fame as of yet the only ones I think that were close, Sharp. Sterling's not in. Oh, uh, I thought I, Sterling was. I do not believe Sterling got in because Sterling only played for seven years. I am fairly certain Sterling Sharp is not in the Hall of Fame. Because in, in Shannon's speech, he said that he's the only guy that made the Hall of Fame whose brother was better than him. Uh, Sterling Sharp Hall of Fame in, uh, induction December 9th, 2014. Really? I didn't think Sterling was in. Okay, so the, then he got in later. He um, did. He got in bef- uh, after uh, like his, I know because ob- obviously Peyton and Eli are, are obviously going to both Going there. to be, yes. Okay, so I, I couldn't remember if Sterling was in. I didn't think he was, but apparently uh, he was. Cause I actually remember I was listening to Undisputed a couple months back, and he actually brought that up. Okay. I, I, I love said it before i love listening to shannon sharp i got the utmost respect for both of the brothers sterling and shannon uh but yeah okay both sharps thank god i was right that both sharps otherwise yeah i mean sterling absolutely deserves to be in the hall of fame i mean he's one of the greatest receivers to ever play i hate that the hall of fame goes wow he had a couple of injuries that that you couldn't control like this wasn't he kept rolling his ankle no he he was going to die. If he continued to play football, yeah. he would have died. He had to retire. That, to me, should not prolong your wait. Uh, I don't know if they have to add another induction category for career cut short due to injury. <laughs> I don't know. But some of these guys that have to wait and have waited due to an injury like that... Um. It's ridiculous. If you haven't watched Sterling Sharp, go back and watch some of his old Green Bay Packers tape. The guy's electric. Yeah, again, I I genuinely believe that Sterling Sharp is one of the best wide receivers to ever play in the NFL. He is that kind of talent. Um, But you've got, and I I hate the way it's being posed with getting back to Jason and Travis as the first brothers to face off in the Super Bowl. They're the first brother players to face off in the Super Bowl. I brought that up last Um, week. Because, obviously, John and Jim uh, made the lights go out. but Man, that was weird. That was a weird Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. Um, So, A, if you're one of these people that's rooting for Donna Kelsey not to do the coin toss at the beginning of the game, screw you. No shit. Because I think that would be the most electric coin toss of just walk Jason and Travis out there. I don't. If you wanted the rest of your captains out there, cool. Line them up behind them. You, you, Travis, 
and Jason. Mom walks out there, chocolate chip cookie in each hand, hands them one, flips a coin, because, I mean, the woman's already said that she's rooting for offense. Yeah, she did. Um, <laughs> she hopes both defenses get torched. I love it. Yeah, she's like, I'll just I'm be not screaming. going to be rooting that way, just an FYI. Oh, my, me neither. Uh, I, I will have my Chiefs gear on, just to let you know. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't sell that for your Bills gear. <laughs> I didn't have it on me. Fair. Um, but... Oh, wouldn't have been fucking hilarious if I showed up to that game wearing my Chiefs gear <laughs> to throw a Josh Allen jersey on over it. <laughs> I would have left you outside. Um... So, Jason and Travis, and and I think they've done a really good job on the New Heights podcast because obviously fans of both teams, you know, that's their guy. So they've listened into it, and I, the vitriol that was between both the Eagles and Niners and the Chiefs and Bengals, you're not hearing. You're you're not you're not getting the Eagles fans real fucking quiet this week. That's fair too. Um, pissing me the fuck off. So, I I mean I I genuinely think and I but I but again I think Jason and Travis have a lot to do with that. I, I agree. A, if you haven't listened to the New Heights podcast, after you finish listening to this and all of our other episodes, please go listen to them. They they do a phenomenal podcast. They are they are amazing content creators. They they really do a really good job. Granted, obviously, they've got a few more resources. Than your boys do. Um, probably a few less pounds in total. But hey, I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm pretty sure they both outweigh both of us. But the issue is that they're, they're, you know. We could lay on a, on a barbell and they could bench press us. Yeah, yeah. We might have issues with the barbell. Wow. Maybe. Um, but yeah, no. I, I bet we could out eat them. That boy is an offensive lineman in the NFL. Line the wings up. That boy is an offensive lineman. Line the wings up. Jason right. Kelsey, I'm calling you out, boy. Yes, because I'm sure on all of his Super Bowl prep, he's like, you know what I haven't done this week? I need to check out the Too Fat to Play podcast. If you could please say that. Pretty please. Just once. That would be... I mean, even if you, like, stumble through it. Even if you're kidding. Just once. Um, But, no, I I would be honored to kick your ass in a wings-eating contest. And I've already got more kids than Travis, so I'm winning that one. Although he did threaten to get a breeder... With his mom on the show. She also called him... Uh, a girl? His, Her favorite daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I wanted a girl. And it's okay, because I got one. He's a fashionista and... Likes to dance. Not exactly the way I like my tight end to be referred to. Mm, that sounded... Mm. I'm keeping it in. Well, obviously that's staying in. That also didn't sound right. (laughs) 
Have you realized we've probably come to the point of the show where we're spiraling out of control? And on that disappointment, um, I, I, I think this would be a good place to end. Um, I don't want to get too much into the Super Bowl today. I, I've got tomorrow is going to be full force Chiefs Eagles yeah. Super Bowl Fifty Seven Arizona. Um, just just full force Super Bowl. Let's try and not bring up the Kelsey Bowl. Like no, I mean but, no, but, no. Tomorrow, but, no, tomorrow is like tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. We're going to go through strengths of each team, weaknesses of each team, final score predictions. So we're t- tomorrow is going to be a football show. It's going to be it's going to be shitty analysis followed by shitty predictions ended with shitty ideas on how the shitty things going to end. That's how it's going to go. We are professionals. Just kidding, professionals get paid to do this. We are effectively losing money doing this. But not effectively. We we've been in the hole for. Uh, let's see. So day one would have been about two months before our first episode because of all the lost episodes. Um, and I think the idea was two years before that. Three years we've been losing money on this. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. That was, no, that, that, that whole pause is staying in, too. Um, because, yeah, that, that is my, that is the sound of my dreams right now. Yeah, they're gone. That, that's, that's where it's at. Um, so. Boy, is it fun. Yeah, we, we enjoy it. But guys, we're going to get out of here. Come back, listen tomorrow. If you have any ideas on Super Bowl, please, 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 please hit us up on our socials. Hit us up on the text line. Give us a shout. Give us your ideas. Give us your comments. We want to hear from you guys. The, the, the show, that is the next evolution of the show, is getting your guys' stuff involved with it. That we, text line again is 785-504-9614. Please give us a shout. Again, guys, you guys are the crucial element to the next evolution of this show. Without you guys, I'm not saying this is going to die because me and Ryan can talk football all day long, but we need... We need the next step in this. We we have we have goals for this. We have things we want to do. Please, please, please. I cannot say it enough. Please reach out to us. Become a part of this show. Let's build a community around this. Let's have fun with it. Let's let's do something. Let's do something crazy from a small little town in southeast Kansas. Let's build this show into something fun. Let's build a community around it. Let's have a good time with it. Got, I don't know how else to say it. It's been incredible. We've got one show left before the Super Bowl. We obviously we're not going to stop over the summer. Uh, we might slow it down just a little bit. So th- there might be a small break, a little post Super Bowl. Get you know, but life got, things back in order. We've got but. draft coverage coming up. Uh, free agency. The new league year starts in April. Um, and we're going to dip our toes in the USFL and XFL. Like we're going to starts in two weeks. Yeah, so, so we're going to have a little bit of interesting thoughts on that see where that goes but again we're so close to a thousand plays just just i think when we started this the very first email i got from anchor our just distribution platform um was that most shows don't reach 500 plays guys we're about to double that And, and 
we can't thank you enough. We want you to be part of this. So share us, comment, talk to us. We might not get back as soon as, or as, as we see it. Um, we're both working nine to fives. Austin's got a second job coaching. I've got stuff outside of work as well between trying to fix other people's vehicles and mine. I, we want to hear from you. Join the conversation. Get in on it. Be a, be a part of the show. Let's let's get this community to where we want to interact with you. We, we, we want you guys involved with this. We want to get to where we have sections of this that are dedicated to just people people's thoughts, people's opinions, people's texts. We want those things. That's again, like I said, that is the next evolution of this show. So please, I'm not going to say it 100 times again, but give us a shout. Let us hear things. I mean, if even if you're just a somebody that's been listening from day 1 and you're just like, I want to say hi, please. We know who most of our listeners are. We've shouted them out before. We and, haven't used names yet. I mean, that was just in sheer confidentiality. I mean, but, but but guys, please reach out to us. That that's where we want this show to go. We want this show to be community based, to be to, to be for you guys to have a voice. in. I I know we're not really what I would call sports talk radio at this point because well, I mean, let's face it, we get we we have a thousand episodes this season or a thousand listens this season not we are currently at seven uh what was it 778 yeah 778 so we're right there so we're We're on the cusp of 800 we're sniffing a thousand so we'll get there yeah and and that's all thanks to you guys so like us share us reach out to us with that be kind to each other love one another and always remember do dmt's